0: This is Irish Illustrated Insider with Tim O'Malley. I am Tim Priester. We are down to just about the final week of spring practice. We had an opportunity to observe Thursday's practice, and um, weather permitting, and it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Notre Dame will be in Notre Dame Stadium Saturday. Can you imagine the early entry freshmen and what a you know what a kick that'll be going in there for their. Their first practice. But we're focusing today on uh, Thursday's practice. And, Tim, um, your thoughts offensively.
1: We may never see Loftus again. Think about that. For the balance For the, of – oh, uh, forever. Uh, yeah, up. yeah. right. Uh, offensively, you know, I thought the defensive line was the dominant force because I was watching the offensive line. But I, I do want to clarify a lot of people say it was the offensive line that bad. Most of the spring I thought the offensive line has done a very good job. I just think that the defensive line won the day.
0: I'm, yeah, well, and, and Eichenberg's banged up, and yeah, and yeah, Banks is out of position banks a little, probably out of position. A so,
1: little it, I think the offensive line don't don't misread that one practice report. I think they've they've been solid uh, all spring. I continue to be impressed by Michael Young. Um, he will be the third receiver. He'll be the starting receiver uh, along with Fink and Claypool. I know people love hearing about the freshmen, and these are the sophomores, and, and it's deservedly so with this team because. Joe Wilkins gets open, man. He he keeps impressing. He's been he had, he's coming back from an injury. You know, Brian Kelly kind of alluded to the undisclosed. It's an undisclosed knee injury, I think. And Lindsay a little bit slowed still from the hamstring, but Lawrence Keys keeps showing up. Now Tommy Tremble to the mix, kind of a guy that's tough to guard. I don't know. He's not going to be higher than the third tight end, but it's another piece I really like where the offense is going. Um, and as long as Ian Book improves from last year. Or, or or as long as Ian book goes back to his best last year it, it's going to be a playoff. well and
0: i saw that somebody made a comment on on in four horseman lounge about uh about book in the deep ball and I, I thought last saturday he threw the deep ball the best we had seen and he threw a a couple good ones yeah. again on thursday so maybe that's maybe that's ironing out that that's you know i get it that's going to be an issue he missed too many last year and He'll probably think about it maybe a little too much the first time he throws one in game competition. But we have seen tangible progress in that regard the last couple practices. On the defensive side of the ball, Tim, you alluded to the pass rush, and there's no mistaking that pass rush. It was good last year, and there's no reason to believe that it, it, it won't be good again this year. Maybe they don't get quite as much push up the middle from you know as they did with Jerry Tillery, and obviously that helps your defensive ends it all contributes to a great pass rush um but those D ends are good Ogun Deje he he could be a starter yeah. I, I, you know I feel that way certainly Dalen Hayes could be and kind of is anyway um
1: not that this matters really but he was the starter yesterday he was running uh, with the ones the whole time yeah. it was just, well trying, and but... when
0: the season started last year i think he actually got he may have gotten a starting nod ahead of Okwara. regardless it's a great tag team there they go three deep You've got two freshmen, one that's already here, and one coming in the, in, in the summer that that are promising. So that's great there. That's and I, four deep, yeah, that's four <laughs> deep. That's four deep. And then, you know, I get the concerns about defensive tackle, but the four that they're putting out there right now, you have to you have to feel really good about them. You know, it's interesting. I, I do believe that if you look at if you look at Jason Adamiola and um, Myron Tagavaloa mosa I think they're basically listed. At the same size, MTA is six two and a half, 286, and, and Adamiola is six three, 285. But they, they do not look that way. They don't look
1: at all those. No, things.
0: M- MTA looks a lot longer, and I, and and that has, I think, has, I mean, along with you know that length allowing you to penetrate a little bit uh, easier. I think that's probably why he's the starter. Plus, he's a year older. But I I like those two. I don't know that I've seen Adamiola do a whole bunch yet I, I this keep spring. But a
1: little for me in that. Last scrimmage, it was it was not a tackle to the ground scrimmage. I actually noted a couple times Adam Iola would have made the play if it was tackle. Yeah, he, he kind of, he ch- he chases well down the line. I know people like to hear chase. I mean, he he skates down the line and can make plays once he sheds that block. He's he's quick in short. Yeah, space. and I
0: think Jacob Lacey, especially in this last practice, I saw some real quickness off the snap of the football. You as an offensive lineman, you better account for him immediately because he has that kind of quickness. And Kurt Heinisch is. I mean, you love the kid. He improved significantly as a penetrator last year, and he's an upperclassman now. And you know he'll be solid. He'll he'll, solid he'll, he'll be and he he'll, he'll be mentally and emotionally ready to play. Yeah. And ready to answer the bell. So I feel I feel good about that that group. Um, we appreciate Brian Kelly popping in yesterday with that cameo appearance. Once he once he was hanging out there for a while. I made up my mind we were going to try to include him not in there. Was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I asked about Jack Lamb. And uh, anyway, we appreciate Brian Kelly doing that. Um, and he talked extensively after I asked about Jack Lamb. And, I, I mean, Jack Lamb is really one of the s- stories of the spring. He's, I mean, I you know, until we see he's not really getting pushed hard by Jordan Jim Markeith. Jim Markeith yeah. is there. Right. But he's not beating him out, and as long as Asmar Bilal is a Mike linebacker, Jack Lambs is starting Buck linebacker.
1: It seems like that's where it's going, right? I mean, they've they've really worked to find the best combination. And right as of now, if there's no injury setbacks, and I mean, because especially Lamb, who's been hurt in the past, if there's no injury setbacks and Koromoa, that seems like those are the three: Usu Koromoa. Yeah, and I, I mean, I lame. think
0: Usu koromoa slash Moala is a is a is a tag team. I, I mean, I think they'll comfortably do that. You don't think so? I do
1: agree. However, it's a little tougher because they nickel you out. Okay. So they could tag team, but they don't have to because the snaps are already accounted for, kind of. Yeah. You know, but I agree with you that you don't want, if Usu kormoa had to play 70, you would certainly rather go 40 and 30.
0: Yeah, certainly. And those are both former safeties, which yeah. is really kind of ideally ide- ideally what you're looking for there, I guess. I remember, you know, when Mike Elko came in, he talked about it's re- uh, really, an extra, yeah, really an extra safety, a, you know, a 4-2-5. A, yeah. A and yet that guy works with the linebackers. There's a reason why he works with the linebackers. You got to be stout at the point of attack. So I've said before, a little concerned maybe about their size, but I, I think the last two weeks we've both been very impressed with what they've done. Yeah. Uh, they 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 move around the field like it's their position. So you start adding these things up. Allow it, Mike, uh, Jack Lamb, who I'm going to call Jack Buck because he plays Buck <laughs> linebacker, and there's the famous Jack Buck. Jack Lamb has been very, very good, and it looks like you got a a a, a, a starter and a, a solid one A at Rover, so they're making progress there.
1: well, I made it through a practice report without calling DJ Morgan back to the team. That's so pretty that's good. good. Yeah, uh,
0: our readers are very alert to that and, and prepared for <laughs> yes, you to do are. it at, at any time. I also thought it was great to see Alohi Gilman running around out there and really contributing. Yeah. Now, again, he wasn't live. Uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with the eleven on eleven not being fully live. It was just kind of thud. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it, there's there's a huge difference when a Loki Gilman's on the back end of that defense with another quality safety and Jalen Elliott. And
1: I don't think he'll have anything to do with the blue goal game because no, absolutely might as well get the not. Reps absolutely anyway. not.
0: No, don't do don't do that. But so I, I you know look, we can read anything we want into spring practice. You know, you can be optimistic if you want. Um, or not. Uh, but I do think, you know, I think just when you when you try to be objective about it and analyze it all, I will say this. I, Houston Griffith has to be better. I mean, he's got to show more than what we've seen here the last couple of weeks.
1: Their non-Troy Pride corners have to be better across the board. Uh, Tariq Bracey's been a little banged up. He would be a guy you'd be looking for. Uh, but he, Tariq Bracey... Is not ideally set for the boundary at his age and size, so he's not necessarily the answer if Houston Griffith is now. I'm, ex-
0: but aren't you expecting Bracey to be ten to twelve pounds heavier by the- yeah, over I, that, the next that, three true. months?
1: Um, look, Avery Davis at the nickel—you're not going to trust that until you see him going going down to Athens, right? I, they want Sean Crawford to be back healthy if he can be. I think it's a difference. If Sean Crawford's back healthy, I think it makes a difference. I know you can't count him for thirteen games, but what if you can count him for September? Well, I, did. I want that guy chasing you know, you someone did. down in Athens. Dante,
0: Dante Vaughn, I know, really struggled against Clemson, but he is still on the roster. But with I mean, some the experience. nickel. he's
1: not going to cover the slot. Yeah, receiver. no, yeah, I, yeah. I just,
0: I'm just I'm throwing in another, another another corner out there. I'm actually I was going to save this question from uh, O'Malley's muse, but it, it's about it's about Timo who's a walk on, who we we've seen him for years. He's finally a senior. Yeah, that's
1: true. He's, He's finally a there.
0: senior now. And, and I bring that up uh, with the question because I had mentioned in the in the practice report that he was getting number two reps in all the 11-on-11 11 11 at the end of uh, uh, the practice the other day, um, Thursday, ahead of Tariq Bracey. Now, I wasn't sure about the injury, and you said you saw him limp off, so I know that had a lot to do with that. No Boykins playing on the, the field Another side, judge, but yeah. probably wasn't prepared to do it. but. When you when you see Timo Goro out there, you don't say, oh, well, that's a walk-on. We never have.
1: No, he's he's a he's a quality, fine backup. You would not go to Georgia and Michigan and other places and win with him as your starting corner, I don't think. No. But he, they, he's, a, he's a guy they trust. You're going to see him in the blue-goal game. You'll wonder who he is. He's a good football player. He is. Um, I'm
0: not saying he's going to play. They've got two freshmen coming in.
1: If they go to 84, he's the, he'll get it. He's been doing this for years. Yeah, it, yeah. He, he's a solid, solid player. But Bracy got hurt. Defending a pass on Saturday, he hurt his ankle at the coach's clinic. He pulled up lame on a post post route <laughs> touchdown. I mean, he was beaten by 15 yards, but it's because he got. It. I think he tweaked it. So I just think he's he's probably on the it's time to be careful with Bracey list for the next week. It is. It's harder to do that with Bracey than Gilman, so they, he wants to be in there, obviously.
0: Houston Griffith needs to be better. Avery Davis needs to continue to improve. Yeah. Um. So there's some there's some concerns there at, at corner. We have. We have a ton of questions, and we're going to try to be pretty quick hitting with them so we can get through all of them. We appreciate all the questions. There's a bunch of good ones. We'll address those in segment two, Burning Up the Boards. And I
1: appreciate that there's a Twitter with my name on it. That's good. How about that?
0: O'Malley's Muse. We'll be right back.
1: We are back with segment two, burning up the boards. The first one from at CK Wars. What are your top three overreactions to spring ball through 11 practices, which is a well-worded question. I yeah, like that.
0: It, it, it is because it is spring ball, and so you never know for sure. The first one that came to mind, and I don't believe it's true, but I could see where it ultimately would be an overreaction, is the the four young receivers have been very good. Now, lindsay has been banged up, and so yeah. really his consistency over the last couple of weeks has been curtailed because of that. But Austin's been good. I mean, I can point to three practices in particular. I don't know exactly how many we've seen now five or six, where he was really good. Lawrence Keyes is good all the time. Um, Joe
1: Wilkins. Is Joe on the rise. Wilkins
0: is definitely on the rise. But it is spring, and they're still you know building the back end of the secondary. Gilman's been out, so he hasn't been live. That could be an overreaction. I don't think it will be, but in the spirit of the question, yes. that's my response. I would
1: agree because it's also one on ones. These guys are not tearing up scrimmages because rarely do we see receivers tear up scrimmages, honestly. It, it, Boykin did a little bit last year. Uh, Michael Floyd just do it all the time. The one-on-ones, you should win, and they're winning them, and they look good doing it, but you should actually win the one-on-ones. It, even Chase Claypool no, said should. our and motto that, is we don't lose these That's reps. why
0: like when I chart those, it's like these are one-on-ones. Offensive players have a distinct advantage over the defense. They just do.
1: My overreaction to that... Uh, on that related note, might be I don't like the way the corners are playing, other than Troy Pride. Now I am watching them a lot in one on one. Maybe they are, you know, we we get a good scrimmage action where you're watching them play. If you see Houston Griffith playing in position, getting out there on a run play, setting the edge, that's important too. They want to they want a big strong yeah. guy at boundary. If you see him cover in scrimmages. I will be less worried about it, but they had one-on-one. Yeah, I don't struggling. think
0: it's an overreaction to say Houston-Griffin needs to be better than what we've seen last couple practices. I don't think so either, but that's I
1: have to try it. So. Uh,
0: you know, but maybe the coaching staff feels better about that than we do. I, You know, I, I, I've i been of the mindset since practice, spring practice began that they'll be okay at defensive tackle. Now, if some something were to happen to Heinish right. or Tagovailoa-Mosa in particular, then you would feel a lot worse about the defensive tackles. But uh, I think they've been good, and I think if you can – if you can get some help from the young guys, there's three young ones there, Spears, Franklin, I don't know about him, and and um, Cross, Right. who yeah. it sounds like they're prepared to give him a legitimate shot, well, then you're okay there. But maybe I'm overreacting to what I've seen this spring.
1: I think if they're healthy, they're fine. And if they're not, they, they can't be fine because they don't have enough bodies. They have to have those four guys relatively healthy for 12 games. Not all 12 games. You could have a guy... Limping into Here, limp, yeah, and yeah, limping into a game is like, hey, you know, we're gonna need cross. If you're tonight.
0: limping in if they're limping into Bowling Green, then you can probably get right, away with it, right. or, or uh, New Mexico.
1: Not an overreaction, I don't think, but I'll try it since it's spring. I would like kicks and punts to be better.
0: I don't think that's an overreaction. Punting. <laughs> that that I, don't, I don't think that's an overreaction, but it falls into the category. I, one I would throw out there, and again, I don't think this will happen because I think that he's mentally prepared he's seen what miles boykin went through i think he's grown up i think he's got all the athletic skills but are we overrating chase claypool i mean to put him in the category of okay definite go-to man he's going to get 70 he's going to catch 70 balls um you know and be what miles boykin was last year i hope that's not an overreaction it could be because of his inconsistency
1: yeah, I, I, I think Claypool will have a very good year. I will say the thing I was most wrong about in the Cotton Bowl was I thought Chase Claypool would be kind of one of Notre Dame's playmakers, a little bit of a differentiator, and he was it, the moment was too big for him. Yeah, I, Book didn't help him, of course. Book had a bad day. but I, So I want to I pump the brakes a little on it. Um, but Chase Claypool has grown so much from when we first thought, wow, look at that guy play. But the coaches would tell you, pump the brakes on Chase yeah. Claypool. We couldn't understand why. He does just seem like... He's a senior now. He should be that yeah. much more mature. He's going abroad to study. And I know this. People might think, "What does that have to do with it?" I really re- re- something to do with I this. really think
0: everything that Miles Boykin not only did during the season, but especially since the end of the season, with with the yeah. combine. I think that I think that's real eye opening for Chase Claypool.
1: I'm sure it is because I'm sure I'm sure in his mind that this is probably true on the fit, football field. I'm just every bit as good as Mel Williams. Yeah, Boykin,
0: sure, and, and he should feel yeah. that way. Melham uh, asks, curious to what the ground rules are for you with all of these practices open to the media. What can and and cannot you report on? Probably can't talk about a specific play. What about injuries? If you saw one happen,
1: yeah, injuries. The um, we're not supposed to tweet during practice.
0: Yeah, we cannot tweet we, during. practice. Yeah, we practice. cannot
1: tweet during practice. You gotta know, once it's over. Uh, so for injuries, it's kind of um, accepted that you are to wait until after practice. And if Brian Kelly is talking, then you ask Brian Kelly. Now, we haven't had officially... a situation
0: where we haven't been speaking to Kelly after practice, and there was an injury. Right. Which in that instance, we would talk to Michael Birch
1: from Notre Dame and. I, Either get a report or plus, if the injury is someone pulled up a lane and hurt their ankle, you can they don't care about that. It's a head injury. It's a serious injury, and right. they want the family to hear something. Of course, so I think everybody's pretty respectful about that. Anyway, um, we're also not
0: you know going to be talking about route trees, and we we wouldn't anyway.
1: But, right, but you do but, not. We've been actually told. You were even told recently. Don't you now maybe don't diagram these formations. You know, like so if they're working on something. There was all right. There was a practice last August that it was kind of requested. It was the famous practice, actually. It was part of the famous. Uh, it was part of the famous Brandon Wimbush practice. Oh, it was please put down your pens. Where these are Michigan specific plays. Oh, right, right. And we were watching it, and I can say it now because it's a year later. But remember, everybody kind of looked at each other because Dexter Williams was running it. We're like, wait a minute, these are Michigan-specific plays and Dexter was but he was the scout team. He was oh, Michigan. Right. Um, so you know, they have ass at times. And then there's the famous story we actually talked about with Michael Burke recently of three or four years ago, it was all right, time to leave the stadium. There was a couple practice segments left. It was 2015, and they ran the fake field goal. That scored at Virginia, yeah, to, because they didn't want anybody yeah, to see it. So right. usually we're not going to see their special place.
0: And then sometimes there's a gray area, and you cross it, and they get pissed off.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> once, uh, you know, they were running the um, the little Tim Tebow option stuff a few years ago with with Golson and Zaire, and we, everybody reported it because it was practice. Um, and they're like, Nah, we can't. Don't try to report those things again. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's the gray yeah. area where you didn't know not to do it. Yeah, and if you go to a bowl practice, they don't show you a single thing. So that's a. You'll never have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. It's a, that's <laughs> Those that's are all uh, generic at that point. Kaiser Wilhelm, with the staff deciding not to pursue Eric Kuma, are there plans to pursue any other grad transfers? If not, what's the plan for an open scholarship space? Will it just default to Lu- Luifau or Bertrand?
0: Well, Kuma's out. Um, there is a grad transfer kicker slash punter maybe i should say punter slash kicker who is visiting this weekend he's part of the contingent of of recruits uh his name is david andrew from tcu andrew david i did that yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> but it's it is, i'm yeah. sorry it's Andrew. but he's still david. visiting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> andrew andrew david is visiting i apologize to him if he's listening um but he only punted last year for TCU but he is a kicker i know he kicked that he had 48 49 and 58 yard field goals in high school he was ranked the number 10 uh high school kicker he's from Massillon Ohio he 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 punted for TCU last year um how viable that is i you know i don't know i i i do believe he's on the list of guys that are coming in this weekend
1: yeah i mean they would there's no reason not to pursue a grad transfer Kicker or punter, if he can help you, because if if you're worried about Jonathan Door, let him or, compete. Or Jay Bramble, let him compete. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Harrison Leonard's coming in to compete at kicker. Yeah. Um, but this is this because he's a kicker punter. I think that makes the most sense.
0: Andrew David, yeah. I apologize That's for true. doing that. I, I I was all prepared not to make that mistake. And...
1: at Angry Yankees fan, other than Chris Tyree or Jordan Johnson, what recruit do you think could make the biggest impact from this two twenty class? Um.
0: I'm not sure if you mean immediate impact or long-term impact. I I I just I jotted down some names of guys that I love. I, I I stand by this. I think Braden McGregor is a five-star player, a five-star prospect who is likely more likely to likely to go to Michigan as opposed mm-hmm. to Notre Dame, but I wouldn't rule that out. Um. You know, I love. I mean, I love the offensive lineman Tosh Baker, who I don't think is fully tapped into his ability, which is immense. Uh, Jimmy Crist, I love Andrew Gentry, who would who would be uh, who would go on his mission and come in later. I really like those three guys. I think they're difference makers. Uh, just recently watched some film of Clark Phillips, the third cornerback. He was at the practice on Saturday. Julian Love was. How about Julian Love? Like kind of serving as the the host. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, he's, not, he's yeah. not even part of the. The teammate, Marvin, who better than Julian Love?
1: I'd still like to invite him back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you sure you want to do that? Clark Phillips, the third, is really, really good. I like Lathan Ransom, the safety, who hits like a linebacker. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I'm kind of chickening out here a little bit without naming one guy, but I mean, I, I like Diamante Trainum, the running back. I think if you don't gr- get Chris Tyree, uh Juton McLean is that type of back. I really like Riley Mills, the interior defensive lineman who we feel strongly in the Nord Aim will get. And then <laughs> Michael Mayer is a really, yeah. really good yes. tight end. So I apologize for not narrowing it down, but those are the guys that I, that are at the top of my list. At Parrot 84, last year four guys, Brandon Wimbush, LSA Mack, Dexter Williams, and Chase Claypool needed their heads on right for the team to be successful, and all of them were. Who are the wild cards this year? The,
1: it's a little different this year because the last three there, Mac Williams, and Claypool, were all, um, had to be mentally stronger, had their heads on straight. There's, I mean, there's a couple disciplinary cases in there, not Claypool as much. Wimbush was a technical. Uh, I don't think Wimbush's head was ever right, but he had technical issues that kept him out from, from becoming. His head wasn't right because he had technical issues. Right, yeah, it has nothing to do with. Brandon Wimbush is a, the ideal teammate. Uh, he had nothing to do with. with uh, Disciplinary. The only disciplinary case right now is is Kevin Austin. Uh, I don't know if Kevin Austin has to be ready to roll for them to have a good year. It would definitely help. Um, so I'm going to kind of change this around a little. I think a guy like Liam Eichenberg has to be as good as he could possibly be for Notre Dame to be, have a great year. I think Tommy Kramer. You have to look at it and say Tommy Kramer. I don't know what he ranks on this offensive line if it's four or five, but he is much better than he was in two thousand eighteen. I think guys like that it's not heads on straight as much with this team. I don't really see a lot of heads on straight here, do you? No, a heads I mean, Austin. Austin
0: I mean it's been said to us. Yeah. I mean Kevin Austin, he's gotta get he's gotta get things in order.
1: Um, they can be successful, though. Like they could not be successful without Dexter Williams having his head on straight last year. They can be not successful. to that extent, not to that that extent, the extent yeah. that
0: they were. Yeah, I, I in in line with what you're saying. Uh, I mean, just guys that need to be better because they're counting on them so much. Houston Griffith, you know, Asmar Bilal needs to be. I mean, he's a fifth year senior. Asmar Bilal needs to be really good at Mike linebacker for them. Uh, I don't think
1: we have any heads on straight issues of all the guys we've said though. <sighs> Griffith is a dedicated. No, Not, no, I no, you know Kevin, yeah. Kevin Austin, but right. beyond yeah, be that, one. yeah,
0: I, I would agree with that. Uh, at uh, June 1P3R Max, I think we had a question from him last week. Have you had a chance to see the defensive line in third down situations? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we talked about this following Thursday's practice, and
1: yeah, that was a lot of nickel.
0: Uh, yeah, and and these def- the defensive line, uh, well, I saw a little bit of Hayes moving inside, but we've seen that in the past. He did that last year. Yeah.
1: Um, Khalid Kareem will was not at practice for uh, Thursday, but he is inside like he was last year. I really think, I know you've seen MTA out there, but I really think to give, it makes a lot of sense to me if you can pull it off. I saw it at Thursday's practice. To keep the defensive interior guys fresh, because they have to play a lot of snaps. They have to share snaps among those four guys. Right, you All can game.
0: rotate some of those DNs. I really think
1: Ade is going to take the place of the fourth man. And now I know he can't play the same role as Jerry Tillery, but you also don't go about it the same way. I mean, Mike Elson and Clark Lee can be a little more creative with Julian Aquara, Dalen Hayes, and Khalid Kareem because they are they are at the top of their game seniors that are incredibly confident and all American level players in Aquara and Kareem. And Dalen Hayes looks the best of all of them this spring. Dalen Hayes. If you didn't know how good Aquara was and how good, Kareem no, I would was, ag- I would looks, agree with and that. that. It would be now, a spring overreaction because we know how good those other two are. But he looks very, very good.
0: I, I would agree, and I think you know I think there were many instances last year where and Dejay was he was really hard to block. Yeah, I me mean, and he continued to get better as the season went along, and I and I. I have complete confidence that if they choose to move him inside in passing situations, he'll be equally difficult to block. Yeah,
1: and it's not just... A, it's third and nine. It's not a bull rush. I mean, Jerry Tillery is unique. And he could do it, but they often did games to get Tillery off around right. the edge. It's not like he was just... Yeah, you know, if you need to have something stout in there because it's third and six nickel, then you're going to have to call upon MTA or adamiola, But if not, I really like those ends. It's a way to get them all in there.
0: Yeah, and MTA and Heinisch, when you talk to them... What do you want to improve? And Heinrich is a pass rush man, yeah. pass rush. But they want they want to be part of that. You know, imagine you're surrounded by D ends that are all getting to the yes. quarterback, yeah. and you want to you want to you know you want to play a role in that. Incidentally, in every time you talk to a defensive lineman about Jerry Tiller, they talk about great hands. Man, really knew knew how to use his hands. And I said to Heinrich, yeah, and being six six three ten yeah. and quick off the snap helps too. He said, you know, absolutely. But a great technician, and that's why Jerry Tiller's future.
1: You know, continues to look bright at Kenny Covington. One, do you see the defensive line going from a strength to remaining a strength in recruiting and development? If so, is that what gets the fifty wins in five years? Well, we talked about?
0: I, you know, when you have this kind of depth of defensive end, certainly that that plays to that. And you know, Tim, you know, we, I mean, how? When have we ever seen the depth of talent at defensive end? And I, somebody said during the Holtz era, and I, I would argue that this is.
1: A defensive end? This
0: is the yeah, best. Yeah, I, I mean, three deep, legitimately three deep with two fine prospects coming in.
1: I I, I mean, I I think if Ovi Agufo were the backup to Julian Aquara and Dalen Hayes didn't exist, or the other way around, well, no, I, I think Aquara's the best player on the team. So if he was the backup to Acuara, and Aquara played 600 snaps and you put in Agufo for 250, he would have a very good year. That's how deep they are. I don't, I don't feel that strongly about him yet. He's every time I do an offensive practice report, I keep writing down twenty nine when yeah. he's on the wrong side. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the luxury of it is we are not projecting him to do that this year. He gets no. another year to in, which, in the which lab, is,
0: which is why they're talking about redshirting Jameer Jones, which is almost an injustice, Jameer jo- to Jameer he can Jones play too. because he looks good. Too. He absolutely can play. in In response to Kenny Covington once question, I will throw this in: Get Braden McGregor, and yes, you will continue. You will have taken a huge, huge step towards continuing this process of putting out great defensive. Yeah, you
1: really can't miss on a year to put a bow on this one. You can't miss on a year of getting someone that you can help you out. You know? That's what keeps it going forever is when Yeah,
0: and if they don't get Braden McGregor, I mean there's some other guys there. Deontay Craig, I think, is a very interesting guy. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's Brayden McGregor, but he's trending in that direction and has that length and kind of an inside outside uh prospect. At Nate West fifty eight, who's going to be Nordame's number three cornerback and Nordame's number three safety. Last year there was a drastic drop off against Clemson that led to the game getting out of control in the first half. Uh
1: the latter will be Kyle Hamilton, I believe it's safety. I think he'll beat out Allen and DJ, DJ Brown. Brown. <laughs> Did you not trust me? Yeah. <laughs> he was in my mind actually. So at corner, uh I just I I just don't I'm still going by Brian Kelly's tepid reaction to Sean Crawford. It has always been totally, he's doing great. He'll be back. We're just being cautious. We love the guy. I, I think the third injury probably concerns them a little bit. Uh, and then the Dante Vaughn injury, I, I think, as Pete Sampson says, that shoulder injury to a football player is like the new ACL. I want to see Dante Vaughn be able to come back and play from it. So I don't know if those guys are going to be healthy. I, you know, I would just guess that both aren't healthy. Going into next year, logically speaking, yeah. So who is it then? Is it is it Tariq Bracy?
0: I think it's Bracy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I and, and I and I base that upon my original analysis of him as a senior in high school. I thought he had great coverage skills. It was obvious that he was way too skinny, um, and he's still only one seventy two. He needs to be at least one eighty come come this fall. And I, I, I'm sure that Matt Bayless is very confident that he can get him to that. A lot of it has to do with nutrition. So he uh, he has to stay on top of that. But I think in terms of just pure covered skills, it's bracy. But Avery Davis will have all summer to, to continue to work at his craft, not live 11-on-11 11 11 stuff, but uh, right. at least in pads. <laughs> but the, I'm sure that they'll be doing plenty of 7-on-7, seven seven and he'll get better. He's a very competitive
1: athlete. I wonder how much he would rep at corner, not including nickel. Like It's such a, like, you have to learn this role for us. Do you think he gets much boundary and field after the spring's over? Well, I, I
0: don't. I don't you know, know because like, his first priority would, would be it would be nickel in one A would be corner. I guess I
1: didn't mean I didn't. Even, I wasn't including him because I thought it was a different spot. Avery Davis didn't come to my mind because of the nickel position. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, I got gotcha. um, So I wonder if he. If well,
0: we haven't mentioned Noah Boykin, and and I just don't know where the progress is there. I don't know that I've. I personally have not seen a ton of it. He flashes, certainly, because yeah. he – He made a play on – Well, and things. now, when I say Bracey and I loved him coming out of high school and his coverage abilities, I didn't love Boykin because of all of his antics after he made a play because I'm I'm old and I react that way to the But in terms of coverage, <laughs> yeah. Boykin could cover the hell out of high school receivers. He was really good as well.
1: You wouldn't you wouldn't mind those antics as much if he played like Julian Love though. That's just the whole. Uh, <laughs> if he had thirty eight pass breakups and he no, danced around a lot, that's you'd be true. Okay but I just it. recently I
0: evaluated a, a, a uh, an offensive line prospect who. I'm still waiting to see the offensive line prospect that is a bully in high school that comes to the collegiate level and is really good. I haven't seen it happen yeah, yet.
1: That's that's an interesting take on that. You're, not, you're saying he he's keeps well, just going on the block and bullies uh, instead of you're not you're not real offensive that move on to the next block, right? I know people are tired of reading
0: <laughs> reading the stuff that I write about this, but why are you fa- why are you falling on a guy that's 120 pounds less than you that's already on the ground, right? No, it's true. You, you think that 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 that's your highlight film. That's not a highlight film. You're being a bully, and it's unproductive. You're not thinking about the other your ten teammates on the field. You're only thinking about yourself when you do stupid things like that. And when are high school coaches going to stop their top prospects from doing that? It's
1: absolutely ridiculous. VPM four one one. In your opinion, what has been the biggest problem with Derek Allen? When he was being recruited, many people pegged him as a potential rover. Do you think that move is still on the table? I
0: ju- he's just not sudden enough. He just and, and you know when you say sudden and I mean that means change of direction coming out of your back pedal, changing changing of direction laterally, and then coming forward out of your back pedal. I just don't see enough suddenness and explosiveness that you expect from a player rated as high as he is. I
1: think, and I I do think. He's currently, and it might be because he's not having great practices. I do think he's lacking some confidence. I think I think there's a confidence issue, and he is a he's got four years left. So I don't. I would be worried about Derek Allen this September. I think it's too soon to say anything about Derek Allen the following September, because he's so young. I mean, he is. He is not. He has not looked good in the spring, and I don't think. No, got I an would say I year. would
0: say DJ Brown. Well. They're actually at two different spots. Yeah. Ellen is more the stud, and and Brown is the whip, with with Gilman.
1: Um, As for safety to Rover, they already moved one. So unless that doesn't work out, you're not going to completely deplete your resources back there. Yeah,
0: you're. You've already taken yeah. a real chunk out of it. Now you've got two coming in. One that's really, really good. Uh, one that I think can be a, a, a very physical, uh, AjaVan. Um, a very physical safety Litchfield Azervon but no I don't I don't know that you can uh, since you moved Moala there I don't think that you can do that you're going to get Kaiser back and then you're going to have other options at, at Rover people are infatuated with the Rover position <laughs>
1: it's, it seems like everybody fits there right yeah, not, I will say on my Derek Allen I mean Alan no review, offense I VPM 411 I'm
0: not criticizing it's just
1: <laughs> to be fair on my Derek Allen film review for the signing day, I said I, he looks like a rover, but that's, that's fine. No, I, well, yeah, no, that's, no, 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 it's a good, no, it's a
0: great <laughs> observation. It's a good call because
1: I didn't see that at that time, but I would definitely agree with that now. Denver Maximus, is it safe to say the offensive line? It is safe to say the offensive line last year was average at best. What have you seen this year in spring practice that makes you believe they can take the next step?
0: I don't know that there's anything in particular that jumped out. You may have a different opinion about that, but. Having done this for thirty-seven years, my response to it is when you have all that experience coming back, they build on it. I mean, generally speaking, guys get better. Liam Eichenberg
1: has to get better. I would be shocked if he's not. I, yeah. I
0: I would be shocked. Aaron Banks is a good football player. He will continue to get better. Uh Tommy Kramer looks better than he's ever looked. At the very least, he should make some improvement. And Robert Haynes is a really confident, he's not he's probably not the ideal fit for the position just because he's just the the makeup of his body, he's not six foot six. I think it's more of a
1: problem at the next level for him though. I think he'll be fine. I think he's I, I, agree. I, think he no. I mean lineman, I so. I just I think Other it comes
0: marks. from cohesion. Second year with your offensive line coach. Uh they love Jarrett Patterson and everything that he's done. So I just think it's more of an experience. I don't know that anything's jumped out because you're going against a pretty good pretty good defensive line, but I think it's a good unit. It's not going to be twenty seventeen because you don't have two superstars on, on the offensive line but I think it'll be better than 2018
1: related at b-man 2017 what kind of depth is there on the offensive line well
0: there's numbers uh prolific numbers for the spring which you normally don't have have you know where you generally have basically three lines
1: we should ask about Josh lug tomorrow because I thought he's looked pretty good he ha- I yeah. think he's I, mean, I think in I the, the last two weeks yes yeah.
0: I think in the last two weeks he's made a move um some some guys are a little banged up. Eichenberg had an ankle that was rolled into uh late last week. Uh but uh, the question's legitimate because Ruin's heard he hasn't done anything this spring. <coughs> I've heard good things about Cole Mabry. Um Zekrell was manhandled by a, a backup, not- well we have a question about him so we'll we'll bring him in. He was manhandled the other day. Uh, Christoffick, I really haven't, he hasn't gotten a ton of reps. He got them yesterday.
1: I wouldn't want to play, I think Quinn Carroll actually made a play in Car- Scribbage, remember, which is Ca- big difference.
0: Quinn Carroll, I don't know this for sure, but I would probably say has been the best of those four young linemen. I don't know that Olmstead's made a, a, an impact. I think he's the most
1: body ready, too, of the four linemen, yeah. right? Quinn Carroll.
0: Um, so, you know, John Dirksen, I, 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 like, I like John Dirksen. He is, he is flashed a few he's, times, okay, too, when there you watch you go. That. So he's got good size. I, I think mean, I...
1: Lug is a really good sixth, because he's, he's a 5B. Um, I think if Dirksen comes through the way you have kind of forecasted now hitting this season, I would. I, I think they're in trouble if they have to play most of the true freshman linemen, obviously. Yeah, and I want
0: to say, three-star offensive linemen that come to Notre Dame don't normally
1: emerge. Right, but, you know, Trevor Rulin started a game for a playoff team last year, two games for a playoff team last year. I know people... And Trevor Ruland, I—if this injury didn't happen, I would think he would be a really good backup. I just—he's in the Sean Crawford, Dante Vaughn thing for me now. I, I hope he is able to compete. And give them backup service because they they really want him to be able to help.
0: Actually, I'm glad this question was asked because I think it's a good question to ask Brian yes, Kelly yeah. Saturday. I mean, where are you with the backup lineman and what kind of confidence for this you, year? Because for this certainly year, certainly yeah, Luke Jones, Luke Jones, we believe is banged up. I
1: think he is. He doesn't have make. We just any haven't. Reps. We
0: haven't had the opportunity, and we've had the opportunity. We haven't in recent weeks asked about the backup offensive yeah. line. Yeah. So I think it's it's probably a good time to do that. At Greg. Twenty-one, twenty-six. In an earlier podcast, you guys thought Phil Dracovic was a 7-5, and 8-4 and 4 team with him in there. Have you seen anything since then to cause you to revise that? And I want to – I mean, I don't know if that's really fair for us to make that statement, 7-5, and 8-4. and 4. We don't think that he's up to the level of, of Ian Book, but have you seen anything that would move you off of those numbers? You know,
1: I thought he had his best day throwing in one-on-ones yesterday. Um he had. There was only one throw that was where you're like, ah, what was that? Everything else was. he had a couple passes defended. He had. He had one pick, but it was a remarkable play. I mean, that's just that's football. And he, he looked good throwing the ball yesterday. Now in seven on seven or in eleven on eleven against the first team nickel, and second team nickel, he he didn't move the ball great, but neither did Ian Book. If you want to look at it that All way, right. it's. I would not move the needle. I would seven and five. I think this team is better than a seven and five. Yeah, team. yeah. Uh, I do think eight and four is on the table if he had to start every game, because um, I think Ian Book is one of the five best players on the team, and they absolutely need it. Think,
0: I think that's not only college
1: players on the team. I, I, I don't want to always act like a guy has to be in the NFL to be a good player, right? It's, well, no. I mean, it's, yeah, college it's, it's, it's college football. It's college football. Yeah, it is different. So, by I think for 2019, I think Ian Book is one of the best players on the team.
0: Doc Irish, what's more likely? Darnell Ewell wins four more reps in the next two practices, so O'Malley has to use one of his questions to Clark Lee next week on Yule.
1: That's great. Or
0: Nordame has to conduct open tryouts to find a punter or place kicker for next fall.
1: I feel like those days are gone with the Pendergast shows up and wins the job type thing, right? But I think there will be tryouts. Uh, Harrison which, Leonard. I, I think. I mean, does Harrison Leonard count? Because that is more likely. Harrison Leonard will be competing for the place kicker I job. Bu- I arts. believe
0: that that's true. I, I believe that that's true. We don't. We haven't seen him on an ordained practice field, <laughs> yeah, so...
1: We wouldn't have said that about Dora before he got here, though, either, right? That's the problem with these things. No one thought Jonathan Dora wasn't going to be ready by his junior year when they brought him in. And he was yeah. an absolute must-get, if you recall.
0: I don't want to pile on Darnell Yule, but we do not expect what happened the other day to be a no, significant change. No, but cheese. I wanted to...
1: Right, I wanted to... I didn't want to report it. I had to report it. I watched it happen. Darnell Yule won a rep versus Zeke who who is much too undersized right. right now, Right with power by pulling him and shoving him. And he won the next rep with quickness, and then he won two more reps, and we think it was Luke Jones. Remember, him am 110 yards away, but I absolutely can verify he won those four reps. And I had never seen that before, so it had to go in the practice report. Absolutely. Was,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's just being that's, fair.
1: That's why we're reporting.
0: Wa- uh, Wash Indy, which position group has made the most progress in the spring and which one still needs
1: a lot of work? I mean, I think corners need a lot of work. I would say linebackers have made the most progress, right? Because it was I, a well, I would say I would, Yeah, I,
0: I would say linebackers need a lot of work, but they—they were one of the groups that have made the most right, progress. They're the answer to both. Uh, to <laughs> me, no, I mean to the the unit that's made the most progress, without a doubt, is the wide receivers.
1: Yes, because now we, you're not even worried about the third wide receiver or the fourth wide receiver at this point. Now,
0: Michael Young's been really good. Michael Young has had a really good spring. Chris Fink is unstoppable on the practice field, and Chase Claypool works his ass off to be
1: great. I wrote this in the practice report. Do you agree? This is the first practice Chris Fink didn't humiliate everybody else. Yes, there. I saw that. <laughs> he was out of this world. I saw that.
0: that, and that, that, was, that was true. Uh, but he's, he's a weapon, man, and he's, he's going to be a weapon in the fall, and then you have all those young receivers. I mean, I
1: like Joe Wilkins, man. I can't even I, put a finger on it. <laughs> I like Joe
0: Wilkins. I, we all like Lawrence Keyes. Braden Lindsay has Was impressed the really good early. staff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin when Kevin Austin's good, he's really good. And he's been good the majority of the time that we've been in there now, I think we can say. So I think that's that's the position group that's the, made the biggest jump. Uh, question from at Mr. One Focused Guy. Do you think this could possibly be Chip Long's last spring
1: practice at Notre Dame? My response to this is: If they're eleven and one and twelve and zero again, he's going to really be sought after. Um, I would always feel that about really good coordinators should not do the because you're not all Urban Meyer. I don't like the taking the tenth best job in the MAC and thinking you're going to make it the second. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that happens often. I think good coaches get swallowed up by it. Great coordinators get swallowed up by it. It's a different world as a head coach. But if they go 11-1, he's going to be too sought after at this point, right? That's how I that's Yeah, I would I think so.
0: Now, does he go from Notre Dame to Georgia? Not many guys get an opportunity to do that. Right, right. Does he go from assistant coach to Kansas like Roy Williams and then North Carolina? Not many assistant coaches have an opportunity to do that. But... You know, Chip Long has said on numerous occasions...
1: You got Roy Williams in our podcast. Yeah, I so did. How good. about that? Because
0: yeah. you, you know how I feel about him. Uh, who's a wonderful guy, but I think a horrible game day coach. Um, Chip Long has had opportunities to leave. Um, I think he could have gone to Appalachian State. I think he could have gone to Central Michigan. I think he could have gone to Bowling Green. Don't go
1: to Bowling Green is my point, though. Yeah, That's kind of no. what I was trying to illustrate. Well, there. and he yeah. hasn't. Yes. So that, right.
0: So your point is taken there that... He's not going down that path. He has said, I'm here as long as Brian Kelly is here. Now that's a big statement. And I'm not sure that that's necessarily true. If you're 12 and Oh, it's probably not true. It's just too many good offers coming your way. I, I would agree. I, I would agree. I don't think they're going to be 12 and Oh, but they could be 11 and whatever. Um, I don't, this could be chip longs last spring, but I don't necessarily think that it will be. And, he likes it here. His wife is—I talked to her yesterday, man. She is due any second, uh, and they like it in South Bend. Uh, she was coming into the onto the practice field as we were leaving. Um, so not necessarily. Chip Long is a little bit different than some guys. He's not—he already has proven he's not going to jump at just any offer.
1: Yeah, that's great. You should not jump at any offer, coaches out there. <laughs> it, it swallows you up, man. Not everybody's can, no. can turn around, and he
0: knows he's. You know, he's he's young in the, in the game. He's got it going on. He can be selective. And fortunately, he likes his spot at Notre Dame. And Brian Kelly looks like he's kind of in it for the long haul now. And he loves coaching. for You know, I mean, he appreciates coaching for Brian Kelly in the way Brian Kelly runs his organization. So it's a win-win situation for him right now at Notre Dame. Last question, Tim.
1: Coffee 111, if BK won a national <laughs> championship, would you rank him above Holtz for all-time great ND coaches? Isn't BK at a far greater disadvantage in today's game than Holtz ever faced? The latter is he's at a greater disadvantage, I would agree he, with that. But,
0: he yeah. is, but as you know, Tim, the schedule that Lou Holtz faced from 80 from 80, during his most successful years at Notre Dame, the schedule he faced was absurd. I mean, in '88, he beat number one Miami and at number two USC.
1: And number three Michigan.
0: And number three Michigan. And '89, uh, they won at number two Michigan. Uh, number nine USC at home. Number seven Pittsburgh at home. Number seventeen at Penn State. So, I mean, I get what's being said, but loss was to
1: one of the greatest teams of all time on defense at number one. Right in hell. Right. They in, played in hell in, too. And,
0: and I was in hell that <laughs> night, and it, it it was unbelievable. So. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I would. He would now become a part of the pantheon of Notre Dame great
1: coaches, and he would certainly be ahead of Dan Devine, which is the Absol- comparison right absolutely. now. Absolutely,
0: he would now have four out of five seasons of 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 really great, if not always great, football, great records. Lou Holtz didn't go four and eight.
1: Notre Dame could have won the national championship in five of six years, from '88 to '93. The year they couldn't have in '91. When it kind of all fell apart in November, is still the famous Sugar Bowl win, right? I mean, that think about that as the sixth best year is the best and Sugar Bowl, I,
0: and I was at that game too. And man, an that upset was of number the, three Florida, exactly. That was that's an incredible the sixth feat. best
1: season he had. <laughs> so that's one way of looking at this. Yeah, it's, no,
0: I mean, hey, all all the all the credit in the world for what for what Brian Kelly oh, has done here yeah. in recent weeks or recent years rather, and he should have, you know, I he's certainly capable of winning another double digit. Win season,
1: and I think it's an interesting conversation to have. If Brian Kelly gets them back to the playoffs this year, and they just let's say they just lose a game in the playoffs, two playoffs in a row plus the 2012 appearance—I mean, even if Devine got a title, and I know that matters—I guess Devine lost the championship game too. You got to win that title at Notre Dame; you really do. It's great to keep. I mean, it is great. It, look, if Notre Dame loses the playoffs and loses, I this an incredibly successful season by any stretch. That it is hard to be put ahead of him when you don't. If you don't. No, win the title, there's no right?
0: doubt. Believe me, I. It is a I greater just,
1: accomplishment for Pelly to go to the playoffs two years in a row than Divine winning it that one time. Though. No, I, I agree. agree. I'm okay. still
0: haunted by coaching in two state championship games and losing them both because you there is no there there is yeah. no substitute for winning it. It's a huge drop down to losing in the championship game.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it that is. But I, now the last part, totally agree. It is certainly harder for BK to go to like back-to-back playoffs than to win yeah. the one title in the late season. And I don't
0: think that's going to happen, no, but, but I but think we didn't it could. Ha- last no, year I agree. No, I agree. I yeah. think that I think the the program is positioned that if they did that, I'm certainly not going to be shocked by it, especially when you have you got a quarterback that I think is is just going to continue to build upon what he did last year and you still have You know, you're happy with your coordinators, your foundation of your defense, all that's in place. So we could go on and on, but we're going to stop here. We're going to be at Notre Dame's football practice on Saturday. Hopefully the weather cooperates and we're inside Notre Dame Stadium. We'll have an instant analysis after that. And I will say we do expect Pete Sampson back on on Monday. And our tentative plan right now, because of practice on Saturday, open practice Tuesday, coordinators on Thursday is to have podcasts on Monday, Wednesday, Friday of Next week. So if you can put up with our babbling for three times in one week, we'll be here for you. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for listening to the Irish Illustrated Insider Podcast. If you enjoy our coverage of Notre Dame football, please consider supporting the podcast with a small donation. Go to slash support. Your support will help Irish Illustrated continue to be the leader in coverage of Notre Dame Mathematics.